0: The SportsZilla Show starts now. Kurt Terry,
1: Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. That's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm on Burgundy?
0: Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we'll leave you with a... I I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio
1: 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. I think we're doing it live. We're doing it live. We are live. I'm live. You're live. Are we woke? Is that a thing? Chairman, it to some push a tea, man. Is that what that is? That's some push if you tea. you know, you know. All right. Well, you know. I didn't know. How didn't I know that? Well, so
2: who's the weenie and who's the butt?
1: If you don't know, <laughs> now you know. We were discussing uh, that yesterday, still haven't determined that. How come you get out of this? My name's not on the show. Uh, yeah, All right, it's technicality. <laughs> Jeez, glue guy, how are you?
2: Doing all right. I mean, you know, I got my red challenge flag here, in case you start acting up again.
1: I'm going to... <laughs> y- <laughs> <laughs> How about your team acting up. We're going to wait till segment two to discuss the Patriots. Yet again, this is crazy. Bear in mind,
0: you're only allowed to throw that so many times.
1: Twice, twice. twice? Yeah. Get two that challenges. Challenge. Deny, 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 deny. That's what Bill Belichick did. Off to Cincinnati. I don't even want to get to this yet. We got to hold off. I'm going to resist. We're on to Cincinnati. The New England Patriots we mentioned yesterday actually tweeted that we're on to Cincinnati. We're on. To... Was that Was that Bill Belichick or his son Steve? Could be I, both. We're, yeah. we're on to I Cincinnati. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna. The whole team's gonna go. We're gonna play a game. That's what we're gonna do. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> we you should know, just I, I'm get so Bieliceki. irritated.
2: I'm just so irritated. Why? It's over a production, a web only thing. The Do Your Job series, and this is what we're getting in trouble over.
1: Apparently, yeah. When Jeez, because you, you cheated, you, but. The, Allegedly, there. But there is a history with this, with the team. It's a perceived notion about the New England Patriots, and that's why it's an issue. Listen, we're not getting into this right now. I'm going to stop See myself. We
0: started down the road. We started, started driving myself. down that road, the old
1: Cheatriots road. I feel like I'm being set up today because before we get on there, like a half an hour ago, hey, you you wearing one of your beanies to cover your bald head? That's all that was said. So I'm going to be on edge all, and there's nothing's going to happen now. Watch, nothing's going to happen. Just gonna have to wait for it, wait for it, wait for it for an hour. He's on edge because of this game last night. Yeah, that's
2: the, a little bit uh, what it is. The two and eleven Giants.
1: Yeah, they're not good. I felt bad, man. More than anything, I just felt bad for my dude Eli because that Swiss cheese defense. It's it was the secondary wasn't good. The offensive line wasn't that great. The first half was acceptable. He actually played pretty well. He had that one throw that was vintage to Slayton. Two touchdowns for him, by the way. Golden Tate couldn't catch anything. What were his numbers? One out of five? He, he was one reception for 11 yards, five targets. Yeah. I mean, there were drops. I mean, they just, he know,
0: was trying to make a streak of, of
1: three games in a row with a touchdown catch. Nobody could help Eli out. Then there was that garbage call. Well, Pat Shermer calls the flea flicker there. And I'm like, did you see that play? It was not good. It was the, but a, what a horrible play call.
2: You were talking about Swiss cheese defense. What about Swiss cheese coaching?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just, he got out. he gone. You asked me. He's out. Absolutely. So is Gettleman, the GM. They're out. They're done. They're toast. I don't know if they wait till the end of the season, but what's you the point? You think Gettleman's gone? Absolutely. He's got to go, too. Why? Because he he's crap. Is it because he drafted Danny Pesos? It's just because he's... Not, I don't have a problem with the Daniel Jones draft pick. I Who? think he'll be all right. Daniel Jones is... He he loves to troll, but he just does he doesn't even want to go there. He won't engage when it's about the Patriots.
2: I do actually.
0: Well he will. Don't get him started now, because we started on this road. We we got the car back on
1: the, the Monday night. The football. two and eleven road? Yeah. So old town two and eleven road. Can you explain to me why this this right here, the final call of the game last night? Pertaining to Joe Testator's words has got social media up in arms.
0: Three game losing streak. Trying to solve the problem right here. Second and goal.
3: Wentz to the end zone. Wide open. They did it.
0: Zach Ertz. Eat that W, Billy.
2: Who says that? Is that weird? That's weird. I would expect that if it was like, that was like a Jameis Winston thing. That, yeah, he because Jameis Winston would like eight Ls or whatever the hell it was.
1: Yeah, he eats Ls or something. That's just weird. That yeah, is. This is strange. Eat that W. He said eat that W. Hold on, I'll play it. I've not heard that expression before. Here, hold on, let me just play the end of this highlight again. Back first. Eat that W Philly. You don't believe me? Eat that W Philly. Is that a W Philly cheesesteak? That's what I'm saying. That's acceptable. He's not talking about cheesesteaks. He's talking about the win. Is he trying to be woke, as you said? He's trying to be something, and it's just, I don't know. I'm not a big Booger McFarlane fan anyways. The only Booger that I know was in the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Other than that, that's a name that's got to be retired. The only Booger I know is the one that I pick. That's You get out of here. You're gross. Do you pick the guys that videotaped your... That's not a very nice thing to say, glue guy. Oh, you guys are... And you guys make fun of me for my dad jokes? Picking a winner. Come on. Did you pick the guys that were videotaping your opponents for the Patriots? Allegedly. We're going to talk about this in the second segment. I'm going to stay on point here. So this Eli narrative, okay, Eli Manning, just, all right. Look, as as
2: much as I don't like Eli Manning, I must say it does suck to see him have a losing record now.
1: Yeah, and that's what I I have that written down here. 116-117 is the career record. No snark. Get over the fact that he's the, the guy and with the team and the Giants, the beat years twice in the Super I Bowl. Can't. Yeah, you, you can't. can't. Yeah, you're salty about it. But you just got to let it go for just okay. a second for argument's sake here, though. But, I mean, first of all, the one thing I have to say about Booger McFarlane, because obviously I don't like his name, is the, the narrative that he brought up about him being a Hall of Famer. He predicted, he's like, I don't know if he's a first ballot guy, but he's going to get in. You look at his overall body of work and the numbers stack up there, there. And you got two Super Bowls, and I said this to Scoop before we went on the air. When they're against the GOAT, and because Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, there's no arguing that. Look at the number of rings that they have. When your two are against that guy, and he was prime age Brady back then. That that says something. Look, they stopped the undefeated season. Yeah.
2: If that doesn't say anything about the Giants, I don't know what does. And it bothers you. Oh, you're right. It, it does. bothers
1: the Patriots fan base in general. Well, wouldn't it you? It's significant. It's significant to have that on your resume. If you
2: if reverse the roles, if the Giants were undefeated and they lost to the Patriots,
1: wouldn't you be a little salty? Of course. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from the fact also, if you step back, and I'm trying to remove the emotion from this, okay? So don't poke me. Don't poke the bear. Give me a second.
2: Otherwise, his bald head will turn red.
1: But you're you're you know what? I'm sorry. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make your I'm gonna make your hairy head turn red. But what? Eli's been on a crap team for the past. I said hairy head because you have hair on your head. See what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> and he is turning red right yeah, now. Yeah, see, see, I win. I He's win laughing. Now. He finds you got this hysterical.
1: But the fact is, listen, it, five six years straight, the Giants have been mediocre at Best. That's not Eli's fault. That's exactly right. That's not Eli's fault. He hasn't had a lot to work with. It's been a dumpster fire since they got rid of Tom Coughlin and so you got to look at you got to look at the numbers, you got to look at the entire career and he's a Manning. You think he's not getting into the Hall of Fame. Come he's
0: got to get into the Hall of Fame because you can't tell the story of the dynasty that is the New England Patriots without talking about Eli Manning and the Giants and those Super Bowl wins. They're, they're inextricably linked in the history of the game. You can't tell the history of the game without one or the other. So he's got to go into the Hall of Fame. Next question.
1: Yeah, Eli Manning is now one of five QBs. This is great from ESPN Stats and Info. Since the 1970 merger to throw at least 40 touchdown passes of at least 50 yards, he joined his brother Peyton, who has 46 of them, Tom Brady. Your man who has 44 of them, Drew Brees, 43. Brett Favre also with 43. That's some rarefied air to do things like that. And if you watch the game, just watch it with your eyes. Eli can still throw a football. Oh, yeah. He's he's a perfect candidate. He says he's not going to address what's going to happen until the offseason with his career. He's clearly not going to be back on the New York Giants. But maybe he does what Peyton did, and he figures something out. Ended up being a terrible version of Peyton Manning and still winning a Super Bowl Listen, Eli can still throw. He hasn't had the neck surgeries and the shoulder surgeries. You find the right situation. A team with a good offensive line. That understands he's not very mobile, and you want to bridge the gap for a season or two and give yourself a chance. You're lying if you said Eli Manning's not the perfect option for you moving forward. You're lying otherwise. You're just hating for the sake of hating. I
0: think he's probably a good option. I, I think anybody who gets him is going to look at other options as well which I, I i don't know that he's a starting quarterback from here on out okay really i think he could be in the right situation i also think he could be a capable backup he could be on a team where they go back and forth you know i don't i don't know how many teams given his age are going to want to put all their eggs in the Eli basket, is what I'm I mean, saying. It this doesn't make sense. You'd have to have
1: somebody else on the roster that you could go to. Because he's Eli Manning, somebody's going to, though. Whether you like it or not, whether you feel like he's worthy of it or not, because of who he is, because of the last name on his jersey, at least next year, if he wants to continue to play, there is a situation for him where he will start. What
2: teams have a good defense? I'm just trying to think right now, Steelers, would the,
0: Ravens,
2: would the Broncos be able to take him? Bills. That's the hard thing to predict,
1: though, is you don't know what the roster's going to be like how, next year. How about Eli
0: backing up Josh Allen?
1: Hmm. I don't think that's that happens. I don't think that happens. I don't think he wants to be a backup. I don't think he wants to go to the Bills and be a backup. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: Well, he may not
1: want to, but... That might be an option if he wanted to take it and make several million more dollars doing it. The minimum requirement for Eli if he signs with a team is that he's going to have a legitimate and fair chance to compete for a starting job. He's not just going. If it's solely to accept a backup job, Eli Manning will retire from the National Football League. What, has, if,
2: what if he goes to the Broncos? I, so, know, I know Peyton was there, mm-hmm. but they have Joe Flacco right now. Mm-hmm. They're going to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. He's not even starting right now. Drew right. Locke is. Right. I don't know how he's performing. Not so well. So maybe you bring in an Eli, push Drew Locke. Maybe Eli starts a couple games next year.
1: A legitimate chance to compete for a starting job. I think at minimum that is a scenario. There might be a few others, but that's what it's going to be. It's not go- He's not going to sign a contract that says you will be the backup. He wants to know that he has a chance at least to play. I don't think that he goes anywhere unless... Basically, he knows he's going to start. Let's put him in uh, Miami. This is no. ridiculous speculation.
2: You don't want him to go to the
1: Dolphins? It has nothing to do with what I want to do. Does he want to do that? He wants to win. If he's going to go somewhere, he wants to win. That that that, that team does not show any promise to win in so, the immediate see, and future. I
0: think he kind of needs to go somewhere where, like, see, I mentioned Buffalo, but Josh is a mobile quarterback. Eli isn't. Right. So that's sort of like a different style of play. I don't not know that designed, that works.
1: Not designed for Denver, the way he though, plays.
0: however, you know, I'm liking how that sounds. You know, I wonder about Pittsburgh. You know, I, I, I don't know that Duck or Mason are the answer for them. Well, no, Ben's coming back. I, is
1: he? He wants to. Is is he dinged or is he not dinged? We'll you see. Don't know. Eli is generally not an injury risk either. His Iron Man streak, his—that's true. He, listen, he, the, he got
2: robbed from him, by the way.
1: His streak ended because they chose to end it, and he is not—he did not play all of these eleven games because they chose to start Daniel Jones. He was not hurt. Injuries have never taken him out at all. He's durable. Ben Roethlisberger can't say that. And there's a lot of younger options on a lot of teams. You can throw as many different teams out there and create scenarios. Eli's health. Eli is proven to be healthy even at 38 years old. I mean, you just said 38 years old. It scares a lot They're of people. They're not going to spend a lot
0: of money on a 38-year-old quarterback. I don't think he ex- would expect. I think he how would be reasonable. The, how long
1: could he be the starter? For a season? Two. That, and that's it. That's what I said a few minutes ago. A stop gap quarterback right now for a season or two. So he he's, backs up Tom Brady in uh, New England. You don't have to break <laughs> the bank to sign him. I, I don't think he's going to be looking for elite. He's not going to get elite starter level money. That's He's got to have some common sense.
2: So at least Brady would have a younger backup then, right?
1: <laughs> oh man, Not by many years. He's, but, he's hey. so much younger, that guy. I just felt bad that if that's his last start, I don't know how far away Daniel Jones is. As soon as Daniel Jones is healthy. I thought
0: he had the game one. He looked great. The Eagles it. fans looked dejected. They were
1: sad. And then Carson Wentz, baby. He's not the reason that they lost the game. That's all I know. Yeah. It, it, was, it was tough to watch. All right, you guys done? Does the coach get fired this week? I don't know. I don't know. I said it earlier. I don't know if he finishes out the season or they get rid of him immediately. It's inevitable, though.
2: I mean, if you fire him now, what are you gaining?
1: I I don't nothing. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he. Do probably you create might.
2: a spark on the
0: team for what's, what though? What's the no. point?
1: Yeah, there's no point. Let I think him get fired season. after the season. Maybe you fire him with one game to go, and you just throw an interim coach out there. Maybe maybe it lasts a couple of more weeks. I think that kind of thing has happened before. There's that but sounds... it it's just kind of it's inevitable. It's just lingering. You know what I mean? It's just like that storm cloud that you're waiting to explode, and it will. It's inevitably going to be over. And I think Gettleman's got to follow him out the door. I just think the culture completely needs to change. It just does. They have
0: not got it right since they showed Tom Coughlin the door. And Tom Coughlin was a good football guy, Mm -hmm. a good coach, they complained about, well, you know, he's old school and everything. Well, you know what? He won. Yes, he did. And he knows what he's doing. He adapted. And and this has been a failed experiment ever since. It and has. it
2: was not mutual, by the way, as much as they tried to claim it was.
1: I think it was pretty obvious based on his reaction, which is on video, and we've all seen it of him walking the out non-handshake. of non-handshake? Yeah, he wanted nothing to do with the Giants. He was not happy to be dismissed. I don't think he felt he deserved it. He did not want to end that job. Let's put it that way. Let's take a break. SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. I love Eli. It's the
0: SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Wigman's Lights on the Lake is happening at Onondaga Lake Park, Monday through Sunday, 5 to 10 p.m., a two-mile drive through beautiful Christmas lights. Central New York's number one holiday
1: tradition All the info at lightsonthelake.com. Okay. Is it cheating scandal time now? I think it is. I got my statement already. Explain it away. You've got the official Patriots statement in front of you. Yep. All right. So break this down for everybody. Break down the plausible deniability of an excuse that Bill Belichick is trying to put out there for everybody. So the whole story, basically,
2: the Patriots, they do this web series called Do Your Job. It, which um, is cheap.
0: It's like an internal web series, though, Correct. something f- that they show to their own employees or something. Is that? Am I understanding well, that right?
2: Well, typically, the Do Your Job series is the DVD that gets released after the season for the Super Bowl victories. Okay. So they start filming this stuff now in case they win. If not, then all this was for nothing. They basically just throw it away. It's just stuff that gets chucked
1: out at the end of the season. It says it runs on in-house media channels. I don't know exactly what that means. They released Patriots.com. Yeah. Apparently they that, have, that
0: means that Bill watches it and tries to figure out if they're, you know, doing how they do signs and things like that. And he
1: claims he has nothing to do with it, and he's never seen a bit of it. I even saw, I, I even heard him say that on, I think it was SportsCenter last night. That was his. He was
0: pretty firm
1: and clear that it, there was no underhanded. So
2: this intention. is a production job, not a coach's job. So they send the production people out there. They film a little bit about who they're facing next. Oh, the Patriots are facing the Bengals week, whatever. Here's who they faced last week. That's why they were at the Cincinnati uh, Cleveland game.
1: It's not feasible that whatever they film could be viewed by somebody else on his staff and then passed along
2: to him, though. No, Come on. No, come Come on. on. It's the production people. He's
0: laughing as he says no. You notice that?
1: Yeah, he's smirking. It's ridiculous.
0: I I do think it's possible that somebody could look that video footage over, and if they saw something that they thought might help, that they would
1: pass it along. But why would you even be... Is that cheating, though? With the history, whether it's believable or not, whether it's factual or not, I know there's two schools of thought on this, but if you're the Patriots, why would you even be involved in something... That's even dancing around. Maybe it's outside the fence of practice of another team, but why would you be there with a the camera with the history of your franchise and, fi- and what's filming assumed?
0: The, filming the Bengals sideline. Like they, they were trained on the Bengals sideline, which is what I think caught the attention
1: of a uh, Bengals official present. There's got to be something going on.
2: Nothing going on.
1: Bill, because Bill. Bill, don't tell me, don't tell me anything. If I, if you don't tell me anything, you can just do it, and then I can claim that I have nothing to do with it. That's what's that's going to happen. That's Bill. <laughs> you Bellisette.
2: know, it, it does look fishy though that we are facing the Cincinnati Bengals next week.
1: The, the, the timing is what
2: I, I did see a meme though, which was funny. It's that, more than fishy. Uh, the The Patriots have been sucking because they've been studying the Bengals plays. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Okay. Let's run, let's run the same schemes that they're running, the same plays. Geez, no wonder why they have only won one game. Or their offenses. Geez, you got to figure out that Andy Dalton. Woo, boy! Is it a decline of Tom Brady because of age, or is it just that he has nothing to work with well, underperformance of the entire I, I think offense?
2: I think it's offensive line more than anything. That's the biggest problem. I think problem. the center going out before the season began due to a virus... Um, I think that really hurt the team. Plus, uh, the left tackle that they drafted, he was out the majority of the season. So, add on top of that, Edelman's your only go-to weapon. They don't have Gronk as a decoy anymore. I so, th- the running game isn't as effective because if Gronk's not out there, you would just automatically assume it's going to be a passing play.
1: I just think that cheating is a virus within the entire Patriots organization, but that's just me. Ha ha huh. ha! Sports <laughs> <Was laughs> Illustrated, the best you get. Say again? Was that the best
0: you had? I'm hearing
1: a Kawhi Leonard laugh in my head right now. I, I'm not we're not gonna fight on the radio, Bud. That's okay. that's not the way the Sportzilla show rolls. Okay. ESPN radio ninety seven point seven and one hundred point one. We can take fun little jabs, but that's where we've got to draw the line because it's gonna he, deflate your microphone. Le'Veon Bell allegedly went bowling and he had the flu. Expect a trade.
0: Yeah, how about this story? they Give him the day off because he's got the flu. So Saturday night while the team is at the hotel preparing for Sunday's game, Le'Veon Bell is at this New Jersey bowling alley, bowling some frames. There's a bunch of beers on the table. He's hanging out, having a great time with some friends. And then we get this report today to expect a trade of... Levy on Bell, and that he is, um, you know, shopping himself around.
2: So was it the Jets flu? Football flu? What kind of flu was it?
1: <laughs> While Bell was bowling, his team was at a hotel near the Meadowlands making its final preparations for the game with the Dolphins. Uh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now,
0: that could be your team. Now, they got more wins than you right now, <laughs> but that could
1: be your team. <laughs> got more wins in the stadium than they do, yeah. too. That's great. They got... Oh it's so hard this is so disheartening. Hasn't Le'Veon Bell been on the trade block like all
2: season though? Yeah. Hasn't there been rumors about him being traded since he signed with the Jets?
1: But you don't want him on your team now. I mean, it wasn't pretty in Pittsburgh, it's now not pretty in New York. Rumors are there was alcohol on the table. Unclear if Bell was imbibing himself. That's flu medicine. An eyewitness said Bell seemed to be having a good time bowling and had a little a bri- scissor so he could feel better. He had a driver outside keeping a white Mercedes Benz warm for him.
0: Oh, yeah, got to keep the Benz warm while you're bowling.
1: So can't just warm it up five minutes ahead of time. Just just uh, get that pollution going. Did he go out with an illness and get drunk so that he wasn't feeling any pain? Or did he completely fabricate the fact that he's hurt because he just really doesn't care and didn't want to play?
2: That's a great question. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: He he bowls his best games when he's got the flu. That's what it is. He had a chance to go and, like... He's Michael Jordan with the flu. ...do a three hundred, and he didn't want to pass that up because just for some reason when he's got the flu, he is like a world-caliber championship bowler.
1: Listen, I understand dudes bowl... But is that what you're going to do? Like, if you're going to fake an illness to get out of... It's not just any ordinary job. It's the National Football League. A lot of people pay attention to this. Wouldn't you go do something else? Yeah, like not, hang out with J-Lo for the weekend. Or not be in the public? Yeah, I mean, whatever you're going to do, yeah. I mean, don't do it in, in public. Don't do it where somebody's... I mean, you're right down the road from the Meadowlands. I This is not an unpopulated area. He's a
0: pretty known... Person and he was identified pretty easily by people at the bowling
1: alley. I don't know why people do the things they do. The Can sports... we call in
2: sick tomorrow and go bowling?
1: No, the Sports show, ESPN rated 97.7 a... and one hundred point one. That would be what? That would be a great bit to just like have have a bowling event. Like
0: we call it, we take the day off. We call it the Le- Levy and Bell Invitational. We should. So we have we have a bunch of listeners come out. We. We go bowling and, and day drinking. Can we can we go bowling tomorrow?
1: Is there any chance we could go bowling tomorrow? That'd be nice. Broadcast. Yeah, I don't want to do
0: any of the other stuff that I'm supposed to do here. Let's go bowling. And I hate bowling, but this would be better than that.
1: Well, just tell the chief engineer we can unscrew the the Twitch camera in, in the monitor here. You take that with us and set it up. We'll get a tripod. We'll be good to go. They usually serve chicken fingers at bowling alleys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot dogs, beer, pretzels.
2: You got to eat with your non-bowling hand, though. should be interesting. Just lose that little fan. There you go.
0: Dry my fingers off. That little fan.
1: Scoop, share with me real quick the obituary, the Vikings obituary. This is pretty funny as far as uh, one of those. Well,
0: there's a Minnesota Vikings fan who passed away, sadly. And he died last week. According to the obituary, he succumbed after the uh, Monday Night Football defeat. By the Seattle Seahawks. John J. Ford of Plymouth, Minnesota, quote, passed away surrounded by family on December 2nd after the Vikings allowed 17 unanswered points. This is actually in the obituary published in the Star Tribune last week. Do you find this on The Onion? Uh, I think I found this uh, in the New York Post. Okay, that's well, okay, it's tabloidy, but it's
1: not completely fabricated. I got you.
0: The Vikings led 17 10 at halftime. But if you remember the game, that lead was wiped out. Uh, Rashad Penny tied the game up with a one-yard run. Jason Myers field goal put the Seahawks up twenty to seventeen. Yada yada yada. Ultimately, the Vikings lose thirty-seven to thirty. And this eighty-six-year-old football fan, formerly eighty-six years old, was born and raised in Buffalo, but loved the Minnesota Vikings. Apparently, loved Notre Dame football, golf, and a good cigar. That's I don't even know what to do with that. He was a member of the 1st uh, Airborne Battle Group, 187th Infantry. He was a paratrooper. So he was a, a proud
1: veteran.
2: So the Vikings should be his pallbearers so they can let him down one more time.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, you've been holding on to that one for the whole oh, segment. You can use that
0: for any fan base. That you can. You can, you can. You know, look, you know, you're going to be at a party sometime, those of you listening, and you can use that joke again because it will be recycled every so often.
1: Just insert different team and fan base. The Heim joins us next. Jim Bayheim. Yeah, we're going to call it the short leash segment with Jim Bayheim to talk SU basketball. You're going to get a recap and a preview of Georgetown. It's because we're always on a short leash. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's
0: the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop.
1: We did have a chance to talk to Jim Bayheim just a little bit earlier today. Scoop and myself did. It's Rain and the glue guy Matt's in here. Share you his thoughts. It's interesting though, and something we'll talk to him about, but, you know, Buddy put up a career high. Elijah went off for 33. Those are the two glamorous numbers that'll get thrown out there, but we thought it was really a good team win. And I mean, it had to be when You get to the point where you got Jesse Edwards some minutes, a a young freshman that we've talked about, who when he's cracked the lineup, he's performed admirably. He's shown that there are some skills there. He's got to get bigger and stronger. But it was a depth win. It was a team win. And it was good to see. And it was a needed win because it it builds some momentum moving forward for Syracuse. They needed that. It really did. I mean, it was beyond all of our expectations. Nobody expected a 30-plus point win on the road the cues the other day, it was the team win. Everybody contributed,
0: but I think it, that happens in in large part because they got out to such a good start. Elijah was so hot; it took Buddy a while to warm up. You know, he really got hot in the second half. It, but I as Elijah just was just sink everything. Everybody else sort it. of loosened up, and it's it was sort of a. Con,
1: I'll use the word contagious. Yeah, you catch a cold, and you you, know, ca- you catch the the hot shooting. Apparently, which, which on that was, team,
0: which was used as a part of that game. But uh, I think it, it helped the whole team. It just sort of spread the whole team, and everybody got it.
1: Ramis Sidibe contributed. I, I mean, it just seemed like everybody did, and so did Marek. Wait till you hear Coach Beheim's answer. We kind of like to tease and call this the short leash. The short leash with Jim Beheim. Let's hear what he had to say when we talked to him a few minutes ago. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Jim Beheim on the SportsZilla Show. Time for the three-pointer yet again with Scoop and Rain and Jim Beheim. Jim, Syracuse basketball currently second in the country in assist percentage out of 216 made field goals 152 have been assisted on. It's good for about 70%, trailing only Maine in all of college basketball. That's a good stat, right?
3: I, I don't know. Where's Maine?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, fair enough. Just a little bit ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, they're not winning many games, I don't think. So I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, you want to get assisted baskets. Uh, I think there's a little bit too much made of it. Sometimes, uh, if you have a great offensive rebounding team, you get eight or ten offensive rebound buckets that are no assists. Um, if you're a fast break team, sometimes you get a guy out there dribbles the length of court, makes a layup. There's no assist. Is that a bad basket? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so you know you get eight, ten of those, and then you only get ten other baskets by assists. Then your percentage is forty or fifty percent but it doesn't mean you didn't do the right things. Um, I think it's an overrated category. Um, number one, the other day, we got more assists because we moved the ball and we made threes. So I made 14 threes. So we got probably 12 assists out of those threes. Well, if we had missed six or seven of those shots, which you might normally do, then you wouldn't have had those seven assists. So, I think uh, passively leading to assists. You have to make shots, and so uh, it's a good category. It's a good t- it's a good statistic, but it might be a little overrated.
0: Coach, you've got to feel good about getting out to a fast start in that game against Georgia Tech, and then you've got to feel good about holding Michael Devoe, the leading scorer at the time in the ACC, to just seven points in the game. He was averaging almost twenty-four.
3: Well, the key to the game, that was one of them. The second part was when you get an early lead, they change their defense. So they're going from their best defense to their second-best defense. So that should help you. Then they're pressing, obviously, because they have to. And they're not a good pressing team, so we got more easy shots. So all those things are interrelated. and uh, But certainly the good start is a big part of that.
1: Eli had 33 and said he felt unconscious on the court. Buddy, of course, had 26, his career high. He said shooting is contagious. So they got the headlines in the 97-63 win over Georgia Tech. But Howard Washington, with those eight assists, we were talking about that, uh, in 24 minutes, a career high. And Barama and Jesse Edwards with another game where he got some minutes and really contributed. I thought those three were very important pieces to the win.
3: Well, they were all important, uh, none as important as Marek was. Sure. Uh, Marek was uh, a distributor, a rebounder, a shot blocker, a scorer. You know, he did everything. Uh, He had his best game of the year, and that's important for us.
0: Size up what you're going to deal with in this troubled Georgetown program you've got to face.
3: They don't have trouble. They're they're (laughs) playing the best they've played all year. Their trouble equated with two guys leaving that weren't helping the team, and now they have guys that are helping the team. So they're a much stronger team now than they were before. It was addition by subtraction. They got rid of a couple guys that weren't contributing that were actually hurting the team, and so now they're a better team. And it's, we have our hands full down there with George Cal.
1: Last thing today, Coach, Carmelo, overall, you've got to just feel good about the situation he's found himself in. He's definitely, he even said, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit with what happened in Houston last year, but now he's in a great situation in Portland, and he's a contributor on this team, and he's evolved his game a little bit, and it's just really good to see.
3: Well, they need him, and he's helping them, and I think he will help them get back in it. They were down. I think he can help him get them back in the playoffs and uh, that would be a great year for him. Happy for him. It's the SportsZilla Show
0: on ESPN Radio 97.7 and
3: 100.1.
0: Here's Rain and Scoop. It's the Burdick Ford Burdick Toyota Basketball Pre-Game Show with Seth Goldberg and Danny Shaves. Catch it prior to SU basketball games all season long. Saturday no exception as SU faces Georgetown
1: Noon for that it was interesting to see to hear lucas volley uh, and of course promoting the upcoming syracuse crunch game coco's a yo-yo cory conacher has been reassigned to the crunch from tampa bay for approximately the fourth time in the last month that's all that's all i wanted to say that he's just, up
0: he's down we literally joked earlier that he is a yo-yo
1: yeah i just i feel bad for the guy he's on a plane a lot
0: well he's probably thrilled to get a chance to join the lightning down there and maybe he'd like to stay obviously but Boy, up,
1: down, up, down, up, down. He's got to he's got to leave in a coat, and he's got to pack shorts yeah. <laughs> to get down there, and then he's got to change when he gets back off. The Have plane. you ever
0: done that flight? Like leave yes. Florida when it's really nice, yep. and then you come back up here, and it's like thirty. <laughs> yes, and you're like, oh my god, it is the s- most depressing thing ever.
1: I was. I, I'm home. I actually went to a spring training game, a Yankee spring training game once, and it was against the Phillies. Uh, Mr. Krabs, the owner of the radio station, had flown us down for the weekend. And David Lee of the New York Knicks at the time was in the airport. But we left. It was 77 degrees at Tampa Airport. And it was 19 degrees and a snowstorm. Oh. And I was sunburned Oh my god! in February, the end of February. Or it was early March. And, and yeah, I walked out in, in shorts. And I was like, I don't care. I'm not taking these shorts off and putting pants on till I get back to my house because I'm going to stay in Florida until I get home. And that's what happened. Speaking of the Yankees and baseball, they have now, reports are, exceeded the market that was set by Steven Strasburg with seven years, 245 for Garrett Cole. So that's what's out there. How much? Things are. I, I'm guessing 260 right now. That's my guess. Who knows? I have no idea. 35 mil is the annual average yearly salary for Steven Strasburg, so it's going to exceed that. I would figure they're going to go up a couple million per year. Extrapolate that 14 ish million if it's. Do the Yankees hit 300? I, th- I don't know. It depends on if there's a counter offer after that. I mean, I don't know how far the bidding's going to go, but he's going to blow the Steven Strasburg deal out of the water. I mean. S- story is out there that the Yankees are shopping J.A. Hap to free up a little uh, moolah so they can make that Garrett Cole deal. Yeah, the next year's a guarantee. Then it's like a vested thing for the third year of his deal. I- he's not going to hit it with the Yankees. So he's probably better off. So he'll he'll pay maybe a little bit of it. But, I mean, let's say you take on 12, we'll pay five. Take him off your, our hands. Maybe he hits the vested option with another team. So He's better suited with his stuff for a National League park. They were suggesting San Diego would be an option because they got a big ballpark. He might work out there.
0: Didn't we hear Seth uh, at the top of the hour say that there was uh, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and was it Anaheim?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That And then there was a surprise team. In the mix. Yeah, who is it? Go ahead. Who do you think it is? Well, I think it would be funny if it was the Phillies. <laughs> Why? Why would that be funny? Well, it would troll the Mets. Yes. Right? Which is awesome. would make my it head would, explode. It would troll all these other teams. And,
1: of course, Bryce Harper. That, I mean, look. If that news does break at some point, ends up being the Phillies, and we are on the air, let's say it happens tomorrow, we're in a couple of days, I will laugh
0: because I think that's. I think it'll be funny.
1: For those that are, are watching at twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk, you will see the beanie that covers my bald head blow right off my head. You'll just see. You'll just see it. like the emoji where the chunks of, of the of the brain and the skull just go flying everywhere. That will be me. You'll see that happen live. My head will explode. Like that old movie
0: Scanners from a zillion
1: years ago, where the, the people would stare at each other and make the other person's head blow up. I just really wa- want him to be a Yankee. <laughs> I have one last thing that I, I want to mention before we get you on the block with Brennax at the top of the hour and take our final break of the SportsZilla show. But did you hear who is, this is legit, by the way, NHL 20's video game is coming out, and Snoop Dogg, who was with our buddy Alex Faust, uh, he called a Kings game last season. But he's he's actually doing commentary in this. Listen to this. This is great.
0: The one, the only Snoop Dogg in the house.
1: Double G with the D-O-double G. What
0: a pleasure. Score! Yes! What a shot for the Toronto Maple Leafs. In dramatic fashion. Oh! oh! What a hit. I love that. He wasn't looking. Woo! I am D-O-double
1: G. I remember playing the NHL video game where you could fight in it and all that. And, like, Mike Gartner was on the Rangers and he was really fast. You could score them with a slapper up the right wing like clockwork, but that's better. I, the booth,
0: in all athletic endeavors, the sports booth, the broadcasting booth, needs more Snoop Dogg. He needs to guest on more NBA games, more NHL games. Bring Snoop in.
1: Don't be such a traditionalist that you're, that you're like, opposed to this because it's fantastic in every way. The
0: NFL could use him in the booth because a lot of these games are boring, and we could use some Snoop Dogg.
1: All right, Brent X on the block next. The Sports Show back tomorrow at 3 ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1.